Well, it's official. The Deep Root reveal date of 921 is no longer going to be 921. And I know I have a little bit of like a, a chuckle in my voice, and, and I don't mean to because I really feel bummed out. And, and I'm going to explain why. And I feel really bad for everyone in the pinball community right now because this is not what we come to pinball to see. We don't want to see pinball companies fail. We don't want to see pinball companies make promises they don't keep. All we want is pinball magic. And the more pinball magic that people create, the better. And that's really what everyone is always wishing for when they see new pinball companies jump into the ring. But as we learned today, and as we've seen over the years, it is more abundantly clear today than ever before that making pinball is hard. It is extremely hard. It is one of the hardest things you could probably make in 2020, in modern times. And yet, year after year after year, we always see new people run to this industry and try to emulate what a company like Stern Pinball does. And time and time again, we see them fail at it. And so I want to talk about what this means for Deep Root because you know I said on this show they were either going to hit it out of the park or they were going to be the laughing stock of the pinball world and they will be the laughing stock today. Like Robert knows this, like by delaying this launch and I know he didn't want to, but he had to. And we're going to go into a little bit of that because I talked to some people who went down there by doing this Everyone on pin side and everyone in the pinball world is going, who's been following the story, is going to laugh. And they're going to make fun of this company because they've had five years, they've had X amount of millions of dollars have been pumped into this pinball project, and we still don't have one single game. One game. We didn't ask for eight. We didn't ask for nine. Just one working game that excites the pinball community is really all we needed to get Deep Root Pinball off the ground, okay? Now, today was a weird day. Today was a weird day for a lot of people because there were there was like a link to a YouTube uh, stream that was a live YouTube stream that was counting down yesterday, starting at midnight to noon today. And I think a lot of us thought that this was the official sort of countdown clock for Deep Root Pinball to reveal the machine. And it was like on a weird, like obscure uh, YouTube channel, like things my mom hates, like some weird site like that. But nobody knows, right, who Robert invited down to Deep Root, what his plan was to launch this thing, but it was not the official Deep Root channel. So I think all of us should have had a red flag that this thing was not official, but that didn't keep many of us away from this channel, right? There was a lot of us in there that were waiting for this thing, and then it counted down to noon Eastern Standard Time and nothing. And I had texted Robert and I said, Robert, is this thing official? Like, you know, it, it, it doesn't feel like it, and there's a lot of people here expecting it. And about 12.15, 12.30, I get a text message from Robert saying, Chris, the reveal is delayed. You may have heard the best decision he felt was to postpone the reveal of Deep Root Pinball. Now, I can tell you, like, nobody's more bummed out about this than Robert Mueller, and this is not what they were planning to do, but it does raise a ton of questions, some of which I want to ask right now. First and foremost, why set a release date for your company and for your brand and for this game if you weren't 100% sure it was ready to show the world. Like nobody made them set the September 21st date. They put that date out there. They put that date in people's heads. And clearly 
the product itself was not ready. And what I heard from people who were down in Texas is that when they looked at Raza, some of it still looked like it was in prototype stage, it, where the ramps were not clear plastic. They were still just molded frosted ramps that were placeholders for the final ramps. And you have to scratch your head and wonder, how is it that this game that was shown a year ago Pretty much a year ago in October, they've had an entire another year to work on this Raza game. How is it that it's still not done? How is it in September of 2020, we're still seeing it in prototype form? See, right there, you could just stop right there and say something has to be tremendously wrong. An entire year can go by and we're still not done with Raza. And it's not just one more year of Raza. This game is seven, eight years in the making. And part of me starts to believe like some of this just feels like, is this just J-Pop's karma catching up with him that he's destined to do this, to sink all these pinball efforts by creating a game that can just never be finished. It's like this, this white whale within the pinball world. It just, Raza can just never be done because of all the people John might've ripped off. Is this all coming back to bite him? And I can't, I can't escape the irony that as this game is sort of falling apart again within like the pinball world, the artist that actually propped up John Papaduke, Jeremy Packer, Zombie Yeti, he's doing victory laps with his new Avengers game and everyone is loving, is loving what Stern just launched with Avengers and Jeremy Packard was discovered by John Papaduke and we know the story, like John... John had Jeremy doing all this work for years, and the only reason you fell in love with Raza in the first place was because of Jeremy Packer's artwork on it. Sometimes I feel like the universe has an order to it, and things are happening for a reason right now. Like, these things are not just random events. These outcomes are not just, like, random occurrences. Like, what we're seeing unfold right now may be, may be the byproduct of so many years of ill will and so many years of karma catching up with some people here. And I, I just kind of feel that way right now. So people went down there and apparently what they saw, they advised Robert that, you know, this won't be the best way to showcase your company and this won't make these games shine and you should hold off on showing the world what's going on behind the scenes at Deep Root Pinball. And the other thing, you know, as, as I was hearing this feedback, I mean, part of me is just like, let's just look at the pinball world in general. When was the last time Stern Pinball let media into Stern Pinball to see games that were a work in progress, right? Never. It's not what you do. You don't show people how the sausage is made. And it's the worst thing you can do because once you show people all these themes and all these titles and, and these white woods that are incomplete, you can't go back and make those games new again. You really can't go back and drum up excitement again, especially because the majority of them are not licensed themes. It'd be one thing if it was like, on this rotisserie is Back to the Future, on this one is Karate Kid, on this one is Top Gun. It's not like that. It's not like that. They are mostly original titles, okay? And so showing all of this in prototype form, it also just makes me feel like, why did they spread out their efforts across so many different projects when we're still not done with just one machine. You, you know, you're already building machine two, three, four, five, six, seven. It just, it starts to feel like they bit off way more than they can chew and they're not learning anything yet because they haven't manufactured one game. And until you know how to manufacture one game, you can't manufacture two. 
let alone three, four, five, six, seven, eight, right? It just, it starts to unravel quickly. And that is the mistake I think they made is they immediately wanted to be a pinball company at scale. They got all the players, they got all the people on the surface that you think you would need to be a company at scale. But the only reason Stern Pinball is a company at scale is because of manufacturing. That's it. That is it. Once you nail manufacturing, which is 95% of the hard work in pinball, once you figure out how to do that, everything else, then you can get to the fun stuff. Designing is the fun stuff. Artwork is the fun stuff. Going to secure new themes is the fun stuff. Going to shows is the fun stuff. And doing seminars is the fun stuff. All this stuff is the fun stuff. The marketing is the fun stuff. And I feel like Deep Root did all the fun stuff, but they didn't do the hard stuff. That leads to the fun stuff, right? You got to do your homework first before you can uh, take credit for being a great student. It's like they were already taking credit for being this big player in the pinball industry that was going to ship more games than anyone in the history of pinball in one year, right? Not even one game because manufacturing in pinball is the foundation, right? It's the foundation of your house. It's the foundation of what you build everything else on top of. And if that foundation isn't set right, if it's in quicksand, if, if you don't know what you're doing or it's lopsided, the whole building, it doesn't matter how much you build on top of that foundation, the whole thing can come crashing down. And I think for a lot of you out there today, this move by them feels like it's crashing down or it's on fire. And I don't know what they can do now to sort of change your opinion about Deep Root Pinball. Because the challenge now for them is this looks bad and and it's still just Raza. Like it's still just gonna be Raza. Like it's not gonna be, it's not gonna be this thing that justifies the years that went into all of this. And I really feel bad. I almost feel bad. I mean, I'm I'm gonna say this. I mean, I know everyone wants me to come on here and just scorch earth and be like, ha ha, I told you so. And yes, I could do that. Like I could do a show where I just say, you know, nothing but nasty things about this effort and how they were doomed to fail. No, I actually just feel bad. And there are a lot of good people associated with this project. There's a lot of people that have families that have been working on Deep Root for years. I mean, you only know the pinball people, but there's a lot of people that have been slaving away at this that you think Robert's disappointed? Imagine how those people feel. I feel bad for all the pinball media that went all the way down there to see this thing, to get a behind the scenes look, expecting to, to cover this thing and to have all this content and now they, they can't really showcase any of it. And they wasted a trip. I feel bad for all the Zidware customers who once again, once again, won't get their game that they paid for seven years ago. And I think Robert should have just pulled the plug on this whole thing if he knew that what he had wasn't ready. I mean, it's, but again, like, how many times can you find yourself in a corner that you painted yourself into that corner. If I could give him any advice, I mean, I know it's like a, a, a day late and a dollar short with this kind of advice, because it's too late. Like, it's too late. You can't go back and unsay the things you said. You can't go back and not thank Jody Dankberg for, for waking us up. Like, why, why all of this? Like, all of that happened just a couple weeks ago, all that boasting and smack talk against Stern. Like, if you knew you weren't ready, why would you chess beat 
and, and poke the bear that is Stern Pinball, who just released Avengers and is selling thousands of units of that game. And you've got Raza that's not even ready. I, I At some point, you just have to wonder what's going on in their psyche that leads them to behave this way. And is anyone else like capable of helping steer this ship and getting it in the right direction? I think of Steve Bowden, someone who's very respected in the pinball community. What must be going on through his mind? I mean, he's been a part of this thing for years. Steve Bowden got up there on stage. I remember when he did this, he grabbed the mic and they all had these big grins and said, you just wait, you just wait. Like, they, okay, we've waited years. Wait, where is it? Where is it, Steve? Like, what are you working on that's gonna like be worth it? That's really all I can come to with a conclusion is all we wanted to see is that all of that bragging was worth it. They haven't delivered. We just want to see one game that functions. They didn't deliver. We just wanted to see a J-pop game finally work after all these decades. They didn't deliver. And the only thing saving them, the only thing keeping them still alive and viable is that they have not taken pre-order money from new customers. Can you imagine if all of this was funded by pre-order money and it ended up like this? What would happen right now? But that money came from somewhere is where did that money come from? Who financed all this? Who's expecting results? Who invested in all of this? Somebody, and those people are gonna want answers. They're not gonna want them from Canada. They're not gonna want them from you. They're gonna want answers from Deep Root and Robert and the team over there. So I, I really feel deflated. I feel unhappy about this. I don't like to see a pinball company collapse in front of people's eyes like this. Is it salvageable? Can they fix this? How do you fix this in a world in which Guns N' Roses is about to rock everyone's world? A world in which Avengers is about to rock everyone's world? A world in which viable pinball companies who have figured it out are giving you probably their best products in a very long time. This isn't like we need another pinball company. We all wanted another option. We all wanted Deep Root to push these guys to do things differently. Yes, we all want a play field that doesn't dimple, but it's so much more than that. It's so much more than just this is neat or that's neat. It's the sum of the parts. And the reason why George Gomez is honestly the most respected man in pinball and will always be the most respected man in pinball is because while you might have an issue with this or that, he understands how to get the sum of the parts together every three to four months to make you a pinball machine. And nobody else has even come close to doing what George and company have done. And I mean all of the parts, the play fields coming from vendors, vendors coming from all over the world, you know, designers with egos, coders who might be slow, all of it. He makes sure they hit their deadlines and he gets you a game. And I've always said this is deadline is everything. And it just feels like at Deep Root with all these projects, I don't know how you hit the deadlines. I don't even know what the deadlines are. And then once you miss these deadlines by years, you're almost at a point where it doesn't even matter anymore. You've, you've already established that deadlines mean nothing. You're burning money at an exponential rate and you don't even see a finish line in sight. And so then maybe then it like exponentially gets worse for you because there's no way out. And we've seen this in pinball when you reach that point where like, wow, we've spent so much money on Raza. There's just no way out of this game financially. This game has put us 
underwater and upside down and there's no way out. We'd have to price each one at 50 grand to, to break even. And then you start to look at the game and you'd be like, how did this take three years, John? Like three years and you've still got that spinning black disc by the right out lane that doesn't work. Like why is this mech still in a game? It didn't work on Magic Girl. It doesn't feel special. Why is this what we're landing on after all this time? And I think, again, I think people want me to just like nuke them. I don't have to. Everything that they're doing is speaking for themselves. And and this is a little bit of the new Canada. Like I, I'm not here to personally attack these people. They had their shot. They had their promise release date and they missed it. And you'll destroy them. You, the pinball community, will go after them and make fun of them. And I, I will implore you to have a little bit of empathy on the people over there that this is not this is not a good day for them. This is not a good weekend for the Deep Root crew. That Deep Root is much bigger than just Robert Mueller. It is. There's a lot of people associated with this company. And I do feel bad for them. This is not what they wanted, but they are going to get lynched by the mob because of how brazen and how bold and all the smack talking now is going to come back to haunt them. And if they were more humbled when they launched, and if they were more humble when they came out of the gates, they wouldn't get the level of vitriol they are about to get. So I, I just want to close out this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast by saying this is a bad day in pinball. It's not exciting. There's a lot of exciting games coming in pinball. And Almost immediately, you're going to see in a few weeks when we see Guns N' Roses and when people start unboxing their Avengers, Deep Root Pinball, and, and I hate to say this, is that Deep Root Pinball will be forgotten very quickly. There's just, people just won't care anymore. And I think they're already at that point. We were all expecting to be blown away. And I don't know how you steer the ship. I don't know how you salvage this whole thing. And I think if it's taught us anything in pinball, it's that making pinball is really hard. It's really difficult. There's a lot more that goes into it than people realize. It's really easy to get a microphone like this one and comment on the pinball industry. I hope you feel this. I am in awe of the companies that actually are able to accomplish and finish games and get them in boxes. I'm in awe of all of them. Doesn't mean I love every game. Doesn't mean I think everything they do is great, but they deserve our respect. And I think today more than ever, we should be thankful of the companies that know how to do it. And if you don't know how to do something in life, if you don't know what it takes to enter into a new category or a new industry, the ultimate lesson is you need to learn. They didn't learn who on that team really knew what, what it took to get games in boxes. And I think the, the real thing is everyone's realizing this. It doesn't matter if you were a pinball designer from the 80s and 90s. It don't mean nothing. These companies built these designers up. It wasn't the other way around, okay? I want everyone to remember that. It was the engineers and the hardworking people at Bally Williams and Data East and all the engineers behind the scenes who don't get the credit. They're the ones who built up the designers. The designers did not build up the manufacturing of these companies or build up, you know, they didn't. It's the other way around. And it's like this in every industry. The creatives take all the credit, but the hard work and the execution is really what matters the most. And I've learned that in my career and you're seeing it right now in pinball. When you start to think that manufacturing is the final step, it's the first step. And this today is a prime example of what happens when manufacturing comes last and all the sexiness comes first. John Papaduke, 
He was the king of this. Let me show you the sexy stuff first, and then I'll try to figure out how to make it happen. Bad day for pinball. Bad day for pinball. I don't even want to talk about it much anymore. Can't wait to get to Guns N' Roses. If, if you didn't see, Eric was hanging out on my Facebook Live, and that was awesome. Uh, I got a whole new bunch of Patreon people who have donated. Let me give them a shout out right now, because I said, if you donate to Canada's Pinball Podcast Patreon page, I'm going to give you guys a shout out on air and I'm going to go down like I haven't listed everyone, but this is the ones that I got this weekend on Patreon. And if you already donated, don't worry, I'm going to give you a shout out. All right. I want to thank the following people for donating to Canada's Pinball Podcast and being a contributor on my Patreon page. And I want to thank Kevin Peterson, Kelly Daniel. I want to thank Brandon Hoffman. I want to thank Harry Blackledge. I want to thank, let's see, we got Holden Sherman. Let's see, we got got a few more here. We got Rodney. Thank you, Rodney. We also got Leaderboard Arcade. Thank you guys so much. And for those of you who don't want to go on Patreon, you can also you can also contribute on PayPal. It's endercoloris at gmail.com. Ender as an Ender's game. And then my last name is K-O-O-L-U-R-I-S at gmail.com. And a couple more like very special thank yous to Jeffrey Kinsey and Nicholas Maniatis. I think I said that right, Nicholas. Thank you so much. So, you know, some of these guys I say I'm used the money to take Brenda out and have a nice meal or spoil my beautiful wife who puts up with this show. That's where the money goes. Uh, and, and these gentlemen, very, very nice contributions. And we're going to send you photos of, of where your contribution went. And it's all going to go to spoiling Brenda and maybe Bubba. We might bring Bubba home some leftovers. So thank you guys so much. I super appreciate it. Guys, this has been episode, I think, 509 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. Not a good day for Deep Root. I also want to get some of the people who went down there to come on and talk about it because this story doesn't end. Like As much as today was a, a pretty bad failure for them, it's not over. Like What happens now? Uh, again, I don't think people are going to care too much anymore because we're going to move on to the companies that are executing, but I do want to hear what went on, and what we can expect from Deep Root moving forward. Everyone, have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. I'm gonna make you cry. I'm gonna sing.